This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in, Sporty Nation. Happy Monday, at all. Happy Monday, everyone. Jeez, I'm already not able to speak in this podcast. Starting out great, um, but happy Monday, everyone. Yes, it is Monday. I know you're probably losing your days of the week, like the rest of us. Um, it is a holiday Monday, and I hope you all are safely enjoying yourself. But before we get into any of that, I would like to introduce my wonderful co-host, as always. Richie, how you doing? Hello, Corey. Memorial Day is different this year, isn't it? Like a little bit because uh, a lot of time it's people, you know, they take it as like the first day of summer. And so everybody packs up and leaves town. They go hang out wherever at the lakes or whatever you do on a Memorial Day weekend. But I feel like people aren't going to be doing that as much as much this or didn't do that as much this weekend as as in as they normally do. Yeah, I mean, here in Arizona, you can kind of get out and kind of still distance yourself to some degree because you can go up to some of the lakes and stuff like that. But I'm sure they're going to be or are have been. We we're recording this on Friday, so be patient with us. We um, obviously don't know yet because we haven't gone into that. Um, so, you know, they're probably going to be super busy. I'm going to avoid any of the lakes as humanly possible. Um, there's a family cabin that I'm going to, so um, I'm definitely probably just going to stay there and not deal with any lakes because I feel like all the lakes are going to be packed and there's no way I'm going to be able to social distance from people there. So um, I'll definitely be trying to stay away from people. It's definitely not going to be the, um, the Memorial Day that everyone is used to, for sure. Um, the, the grocery store, I went there today, um, looked a little bit better than it would normally be on like the Friday before a three-day weekend. Um, it was still my living hell though, so that's always cheery. Yeah, so it's a different, different Memorial Day weekend, which for whatever reason, I thought it was Labor Day weekend. It's not. It's Memorial Day weekend. In September. Um, yeah, I like I said, it's quarantine and days are running together. But um, 
I got, uh, in other Sporting Nation news, I got my car back today from the shop, which is nice. Uh, I hadn't seen her for two weeks because some chick rear-ended me in the I-10 tunnel a couple weeks ago, and I had to take Mia into the shop to get her fixed, and I got her back today, and it was very nice being reunited with her. All I've got to say is that tunnel is the worst. The absolute worst. Nothing good comes out of being in that tunnel because no one knows how to drive through it. I don't know why. It's the same amount of lanes and road as you are before you go into it. But the fact that it is enclosed just freaks people out. It does some weird psychological thing to people as they're driving and it gets them weirded out driving. Like, it's funny because Anytime I'm going through it, usually my boyfriend's like laughing at me because when I was a little kid, what we used to do is we always used to like hold our breath going through it. Um, I did the uh, same thing. You did it too? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like, that's the weirdest thing I do when I go through the tunnel. Um, outside of that, there's no like psychological thing that in me that's like, oh, I need to speed up or slow down or freak out or anything like that. It's just you're driving down the normal street. But I mean... I guess we should be used to it by now after the way that everyone reacts to it raining. So shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So uh, I have, I have uh, Mia back now. Uh, I went, I was driving a, a truck in the interim, which was weird. I'm not a big truck guy. And so it was very weird driving that around for two weeks, but I actually quite enjoyed it because it was a Nissan Titan. So it was like a smaller type truck. And uh, it was so much faster than my current car that uh, that was quite enjoyable. That was very enjoyable that I got to go a little bit faster. But no, I'm glad. No, 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 no. You do not need to go any faster. No more speeding tickets for you. <laughs> I promise. I, I, I haven't gotten a speeding ticket in uh, like three months. So, we're, oh no, no, that was back in January or December, I think. Whenever that was. You know, and when people say I'm like three months, four months, five months, six months, usually it's because they have an addiction of some kind. I'm like three months sober or whatever. You have, a, you have an addiction to getting speeding tickets. Well, in my defense, it was a, Oh, you know what? No, I didn't get a speeding ticket. I got a ticket for not stopping at a stop sign. That was the ticket I got. So oh, never, that, never mind. That's what yeah. you're talking about? Oh, yeah. It, it is whenever the newest Star Wars movie came out. Because you were supposed to meet us to watch the newest Star Wars movie. And um, you didn't show up. We got a little bit concerned. And then we discovered that we had to go pick you up because uh, you weren't allowed to drive your car. It was stupid. It was stupid. Luckily, it's all fixed. I'm not a criminal anymore, so don't come after me, Arizona. <laughs> I got cleared. I got cleared of the charges. We're good to go. You would be the worst criminal anyways, so that's that's perfectly fine. Like, I don't think anyone should worry about you being a criminal. I feel like you'd be the worst criminal. You'd, like, halfway through it, you'd be like, mmm, this isn't really worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. 
I, uh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a rule breaker at all. I, I, I stick to the rules most of the time. Well, I'm just glad too that in your car accident that everyone came out of it okay. Because I think, if I recall correctly, the girl flipped her car, right? Uh, yeah, didn't flip it, but it, she hit me in my, like, she hit me, not hit completely head on there in the rear. She kind of deflected off my right rear and hit me in such a way where when she hit me, her, she got airborne a tiny bit, but didn't flip, just went up and then right back down. Oh, okay, that's yeah. far less concerning than, than what I thought. I mean, I, I just, a friend of ours was actually driving down the freeway when he watched a girl pass out at the wheel and she swerved on the freeway, hit the median, flipped and came out of it um, perfectly fine. And that one was, and that was one, I, there's a picture of that that I got to see and it was a messed up car and she came out of it perfectly fine. So, you know, props to some of these cars because they are made definitely well if they can take that much damage and the passenger on the inside are still okay. So props to any of those automakers that are making those cars safety, safetier, safer um, today than I feel like they were, you know, even five years ago. Wear your seatbelt, Sporty Nation. That's your PSA for today's show. <laughs> your, your Sporty Nation PSA? Yeah, wear your well, seatbelt. Speaking of another anagram, is that what that, that's what those are, right? Anagrams? What are, no. Are initials? No, no, they're, they're called something else. What are, what are they called? They're not called anagrams. Or, shoot, I don't, I don't remember. I'm, I don't know. I'm panicking. When, when something has the initials for something. Yeah. Now I want to know what an anagram is. Yeah, bear with us here. An acronym. You're thinking of an acronym. Acronym. Um, an anagram is a word or phrase or name formed by rearranging the letters of another one as cinema formed Iceman. Uh -huh, uh, that's right, you removed the uh, whatever. Very close, very similar. They're both, you know, fancy words or words. Um, that may have been one of the stupidest statements I've ever said. Um, <laughs> but so speaking of what, what did you say again? God, it, I've had the worst headache today. So if I say some dumb stuff today, ignore me. You're thinking of acronym. Okay, speaking of acronym, um, the NHLPA, right before we started recording this, there could be changes because this has been a changing subject like for the past 48 hours. So it could be different very shortly over by the time you hear this but before we started recording this nhlpa put out that the executive board of the nhlpa has authorized further negotiations with the nhl on a 24 team return to play format to determine the winner of the 2020 stanley cup several details remain to be negotiated and an agreement on the format would still be subject to the parties reaching agreement on all issues relevant to resuming play so that is about as clear as mud 
but it's actually surprisingly clearer than the information we had yesterday. Yeah, so the way I understood it here is that they're going to, they, the, what they were voting on was essentially how many teams make it into this postseason. And now the NHL and the NHLPA, they're going to go into conversations about what exactly the type of format is going to be. And you and I were both reading this piece from Elliot Friedman where he was talking about a couple of the ideas that are out there. The easiest one to understand is the one that we shared with our Sporting Nation you know, earlier in the week, which is essentially uh, you get 12 teams from each conference and you're essentially going to have two hub cities of 12 teams each. And um, I'm assuming they're going to be done by conference. We don't know where those are going to be yet. And what's going to happen is your top four teams are going to get a buy, more or less, into the official first round of the playoffs. And then your bottom seven or your, your bottom teams, right, your bottom eight teams are going to be in a play-in round. So, for example, the Coyotes are the 11th seed right now in the Western Conference based on points percentage. So they would be playing the sixth seed in the Western Conference, which is the Nashville Predators. And basically under this particular scenario, which makes the most sense in my opinion, is those playing series would be five games each, and then they would go on and they would play the uh, the in the new the new bracket of however they're seated. So they would be seated after that, and that actually makes the most sense to me. I like it quite a bit. I think it brings you know more of that um, more of the. NHL playoff-like atmosphere to these games, which is great. I think even five games is too long. I think those playing games should be three games apiece. And I think they should shorten the playoffs in general and just make all the series a best-of-five best of series going forward. So um, the other scenario that was thrown out there is way too freaking confusing. Honestly, we shouldn't even touch on the other scenario because I don't think either of us can really explain it all that well. Yeah, it was, so they've gone, they had a few different scenarios and a lot of it had to do with discussions that we all can't, we're not privy to because we're not in there hearing what the players particularly wanted. You know, there was some arguments about them not wanting um, teams to get a buy. There was some arguments about um, those teams that were going to be playing the round robin, that would be playing round robin style to get into the playoffs um there was discussion about the fact of how the teams were going to be ranked because of the fact that um you know when it comes to seeding they were doing it by their points but then you know some teams had played more games than other teams and so there was a lot of arguments in there about a bunch of different things that they'd come out saying that their talks last night um which would have been thursday um were very heated and uh it was described as ruckus which was uh, which is always a fun word to say so i just really wanted to say the word ruckus mm -hmm. but um, and so the fact that it was that crazy coming out of there um i think shows how complicated this already is 
And then the fact that, you know, you also have teams that had no chance of making any of this, they also still get a say in it. So they are also putting in their two cents, even though they won't even really be involved in it. Um, you always have teams too that won't be involved in things and they will still try and find a way to get themselves involved in it. So I think that may have been a problem as well, but not to anyone fun or to put anyone's optimism down by this small move forward, but it is only a micro um, move forward because of the fact that after this, then they have to start voting on all the stuff that surrounds it, including, you know, the player safety and health and where these things are going to be located, where the Stanley Cup is going to be played. All of this stuff is going to have to be voted on and argued out um, differently. And that's the problem that, uh, that they're going to face is if this right here, just this simplistic playoff bracket, the way that they're going to run it is causing so much argument. You could only imagine what's going to happen once they get down into the more nitty gritty conversations going on. Um, we were talking um, before we started recording the podcast about how the MLB pamphlet for all of their, how they're going to go on with their season and everything, 64 pages. So you could only imagine what the NHL is going to look like and when they will actually get to this 24 team playoff if they do. That's the thing. It's like, luckily, they have the time to figure this out because as far as I know, this is still in effect, which is the there's kind of been a lockdown of the U.S.-Canada border, and that's not going to expire until the end of June. So the earliest any of this could really happen is early July. And you're talking about – I've seen some things where you're talking about a, a camp of, of two to three weeks to get guys back in shape. Um, and then, you know, you're talking about playing actual games, like to get back to game speed. Um, so – there's so much, so much to be worked out here. And I think, and you mentioned a little bit, which is to me, the most important thing in all this is making sure the health of the players is first and foremost, because I saw this with major league baseball. And I saw it. I'm seeing it in the NHL too, where I just saw, uh, there's a tweet from the flyers beat writer for the Philadelphia inquirer, who was asked what happens when the first infection happens. And he said that the NHL says even if there are two infections on a team, it doesn't necessarily mean the entire team will be quarantined. And as far as I know, Major League Baseball has basically said the same thing, which is that if an infection happens, then we'll just quarantine that player, but we won't quarantine the entire team. And, and to me, in the easiest way, I, that, I keep thinking the same thing, which is like, I don't think any of these leagues give a shit about their players. They don't give a shit about the fans. If the owners had their way, they'd open the gates right now to their stadiums and they try and get as much money out of they can out of any fans who are willing to actually pay money to go to these games. And, um, and that's the thing is like, that's the thing I'm, I'm most worried about in this whole situation is, is keeping these players healthy. Cause granted all these players are the most, most of them, are young they're healthy they're obviously professional athletes so 
in all likelihood, this disease is probably just going to bounce right off of them and they'll be fine. But again, and you probably have seen the same things too. What about Max Domi? What about these players who have uh, are, are immunocompromised who in major league baseball, Carlos Carrasco, for example, who was diagnosed with a form of cancer last year and, and missed, missed the tail end of the season. What happens to these players? What happens if they get it? What happens if they interact with the people who are working these games, some NHL officials, et cetera, et cetera. You can just go on. It's just – that's my biggest concern is, yes, I want hockey back, but I want the players, their families, et cetera, to come back and be as safe as possible. Yeah, it's so much more of a complicated issue than anyone could possibly even think it is because there's so much that you, even as you're mentioning there, like there's so many people that you come in contact with in so many ways that it's hard to know that everyone's going to be safe. And then you also have to go into the aspect of how is this going to affect the players, not, not just if they get sick, but going into this as they have been off for a very long time. They're going to be coming back very quickly, getting in shape, getting ready to play. And then they're going to be playing in a playoff style um, format where they will be playing hard, tough games where they are needing, these are all need to win games. There is no, okay, get back into it doesn't really matter, like kind of coasting situation. No, it is, these are need to win games. You need to push yourself to your hardest when you haven't been on the ice for a while. And then you also have these teams that have a buy. And with those teams, it's interesting because you have to wonder whether that buy is really helpful for them or if it's hurtful because of the fact that they don't get the chance to be playing these games. And so then you also get worried about injuries on the ice as well. And so there's a lot of things that are going to play in to how the players are going to feel about this. And I can guarantee you when it comes down to it, if the players don't get behind actually being on the ice because they're worried about these certain things, um, I don't think it's going to happen. From the point of a business sense with NHL, this is amazing for them if they can get this to work because it will bring in so much hype for hockey, especially because of the fact that there hasn't been sports for so long. People will get so hyped to watch this 2014 playoff. It will be something that whether you are a hockey fan or not, you will watch and it will be great for the NHL. Great for the players. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, uh, and to clarify something you said, um, as far as the bye week goes, as far as I understand it, what they would do is essentially those four teams would play each other, more or less. So they would play like a round-robin, three-game kind of warm-up, essentially. So they would still be getting in playing time while the other teams are playing their best-of-five series. But, uh, yeah, I am I'm curious because – NASCAR came back to one of the highest rated races they've ever had um, with 6 million people. UFC came back to one of the highest amounts of pay-per-view buys they've gotten in a long time. 
um, the Bundesliga came back, the German Bundesliga Soccer League came back, and they had higher ratings in the United States than they, they've ever had. The whole entire Last Dance documentary got higher ratings than any other 30 for 30 documentary. So I can only imagine the TV, the TV, the TV rating, the TV ratings for the NHL when they do come back, because they are are going to be very, very high. Yeah, they're going to be through the roof. Thank you for that clarification, by the way. I wasn't aware of that, so thank you for that. Um, but they're going to. That's the thing is, from a business point of view, this is going to be great for the NHL. And it, you know, and then too, it's great for the teams because even if they're not selling tickets for people to go to the games, then you can still start doing your um, your marketing pitches for this round robin. So like, you know, just kind of the same thing as like the scratching and clawing. You can start selling those type of t-shirts and merch like that, and you can still be making revenue in that sense. So from a team business point of view and from a an NHL business point of view it's all gravy for them it's really just going to come down to the players and what they're comfortable with and it's like it's interesting because you were mentioning um NASCAR and um UFC and the thing about it is those two sports you know NASCAR you're sitting in a car by yourself yeah you have a pit crew that's going to be you know they're all going to be around each other but for the most part you're able to distance yourself somewhat ufc it's usually two people in a ring and then you have um like anyone else in there you, you need a ref but like anyone else is just more for um aesthetics purposes so like in those situations you can kind of limit the people in hockey you cannot limit the people on the ice like you have to have your team out there and that's what, when you have team sports and especially one like hockey where you're constantly around each other and literally sometimes bleeding on each other um it's difficult to not have a virus as a concern if that is a concern because not only is this a concern for the players themselves this is also a concern for those players families as well because you know you don't know how many of them are going to come in contact with someone who is higher risk um, that they are related to or live with or whatever else and so that's going to be something that's on their mind as well is this you? I had somebody bring this up to me last week, and I thought it was interesting. How I don't know how much of an effect it will have at all, but it's that the fact that NHL players are more covered up than most sports are. Think about it. that they are more covered up. Okay, well, let me point something out here, though. What is the one thing that everyone is wearing per the CDC? Masks. What is the one part of a hockey player's body that is not covered? Their face. Exactly. So if you're coming up and you're fighting for a puck against someone, you're going to be breathing in each other's faces. 
there's no there's no way that you're not going to be breathing and snotting and sometimes ble bleeding all over people that are around you. And then also you're gonna have to make sure that all the people that you're heavy breathing around on the bench, same difference, the, each player would have to have their own separate water bottle. And I'm saying this as like someone who was afraid of getting the mumps years ago, because I can't tell you how many weird sicknesses that I got through the years of um, dating someone playing college hockey. Um, and yes, they got the mumps before the NHL got the mumps. Um, and because they literally had their, your stalls are right next to each other. And, you know, so they gave them extra booster shots because your stalls are right next to each other. So you're constantly touching each other's stuff and breathing in that area. You're using each other's water bottles you're passing around things that you're constantly and then a lot of times they're spitting and coughing and there's no at no point where you don't touch your face in this either so like someone's you someone like breathes or spits on your spits on your glove and you touch your face then it's over from there like i just don't even if your body is covered your body is probably the one thing that like you can be fine with any of that hitting. It's your face that where you will either inhale or the disease or you will, um, I mean, if you eat it, it's not really as bad, but it's mostly your eyes and your nose and somewhat your mouth. So like if you have those things exposed, you're going to be exposed either way. I don't really think the fact that the rest of your body is covered is really relevant to this whole situation. That's a, that's a very, that's a very good point. See, that's why we have you on the show because you're way smarter than I am. And you think about those types of things. That I don't normally, that I do not normally think of. And speaking of hockey locker rooms, I'm sure there's a lot of this going on in hockey locker rooms and that's manscaping Oh yes, I mean they have talked before um, on on Spit and Chicklets and on a few different um, podcasts and videos and stuff about like literally what razors and type of stuff that guys use in those locker rooms. And there have been some very horrific stories. And I do have to say, I think it would be a lot easier for all of them if they just had Manscaped. There's no nicking. It's waterproof, it's light on it, all together. It's the easiest thing that you can do. And you don't even, you can do it with your eyes closed if you wanted to. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I, I would say you probably shouldn't do it with your eyes closed. I wouldn't advise it, but you, you probably could. It, it's, you won't nick yourself. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> If you want to be at risk, you know, if you're if you're feeling frisky and you want to be risky, then maybe. But I, I don't advise it. But I'm just that was just me kind of saying you could basically do anything and it would still give you amazing results. One hundred percent. Manscaped obviously sent me the lawnmower 3.0. 
I, I used it. It's great. I love it. It, I don't know why I didn't get it any earlier than, than I did because it, it has changed my life completely. And if you want a lawnmower 3.0 for yourself, or you want some of that ball toner or that ball deodorant or some of their sweet boxers, which I have here in my, my, my drawer, um, you can go online to manscaped.com and you can enter our promo code THPN and you can get 20% off of your order and you can get free shipping it is a great deal for Manscaped. You've been seeing them all over the place lately on ESPN during the last dance on UFC. They had their logo on the UFC octagon. Cannot recommend them enough. Wow, Richie, that was that was a very great um, ad segment for you. I really enjoyed that. I had to go off the rails with the eyes closed thing, and you kept it on the rails the whole time. So give yourself a pat on the back. That was very professional of you. Thank you. I you, I'm a we're, I'm a professional radio announcer, and that's that's what we do. You know, we we sell stuff. So. <laughs> Richie's a little humble brag there. Yes, this is his day job, people. This this one not in particular, but like you know, he does this for his day job. You get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll move on from the uh, the return of the league to talk about something Coyotes related, which is awesome. And a big fuck you to all of you original six pieces of garbage out there that keep hating on the Coyotes and the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes because oh, we're non traditional markets. What was the thing that you saw on Friday that will make all of those assholes out there who hate on hockey in the desert get really pissed off? Wow, the the beautifully heated words are coming out of your mouth. It's just, it's amazing. It makes this even better. But um, so Zoom, which is a sports entertainment league brands agency that um, measures the value of sponsorships and understands their audiences, um, had tweeted out a list of the top NHL teams by engagement rank, rank, Jesus Christ, rank, um, according to all of the engagement rate that's been going on during the COVID-19 crisis. So this is um, just during the COVID situation. And number one is the St. Louis Blues. Number two is the Golden Knights. Three is the Carolina Hurricanes. And number four, just off the podium, is your Arizona Coyotes. And that is way, way, way above some uh, normals like the Chicago Blackhawks, which are 25. Um, very happy to see that the Los Angeles Kings are all the way down at 26. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs are last at 31. Good. Congratulations, Coyotes fans. I think this is incredible. This is really awesome. And a testament to, to the passion of the Coyotes fan base. We've said, I've said this for a while. At least, you know, it's like, sure, the Coyotes fan base 
in comparison to the rest of the league, may be small, but we are just as loud as all those other much larger fan bases and more passionate. And if you want to also rub it in even just a little bit harder, um, the Boston Bruins are 12 on here. They have 736 posts. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins are 11th. They have 597 posts. Um, all the way down at the bottom is the Montreal Canadiens in 30th with 438. The Maple Leafs, as I said before, are 31st with 361. Guess how many posts the Coyotes have done and have been massively kicking their butt. Give a guess. Uh, I'd say, I'd, yeah, I'd say probably about the same. Probably like, I don't know, probably three, four hundred, right? A hundred and ninety-one posts. Yeah. And they've been getting compared to the Boston Bruins, who are in twelfth with seven hundred and thirty-six. It took them. 736 posts to not even get the engagement rate that the Coyotes have been getting. So not only do they have better quality content, but the fans are just interacting more. So if you really want to look at this, I think it shows that in a time of crisis and that in a time where hockey is not at the forefront of everything in society, Coyotes fans do not disappear, and they stay, and they are strong, and they are everything that we've been touting them to be for so long, that they are hardcore, dedicated fans. And I think that's awesome. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this is getting shared around, and I'm glad that we're talking about it because – and like you said – the Carolina Hurricanes are right up there too, and their fan base gets derided all the time too for for being um, a, a non-traditional market with not a lot of fans. But as we saw when they went to the playoffs last year, and they're a bunch of jerks, they're just as passionate, if not more passionate, than you know ninety-five percent of the league. And that's, I think, one of the things that no one ever gives any of us untraditional markets credit for is the fact that there is not a really deep-seated history in in these places yet they still have that deep-seated fandom and love for the coyotes and for the sport and you don't have to have something that's been around since the beginning of the nhl in order to have that and I think that it seemed like this 24, um, 24 team playoff situation that they're talking about, it scares the living hell out of traditionalists because that's what they're used to. They're used to the traditional markets doing well. They're used to, you know, the basic way of running a season, which I, not to shit on people, but kind of to shit on people. Um, when there's lockouts, there have been changes in seasons and the way that things have been done. And so to say certain things like, 
whoever wins the Stanley Cup this year will be a fake winner isn't really accurate. There has been people who played much shorter seasons during lockouts and still won the Stanley Cup, and they're not fake winners. So um, it's very nice to finally kind of show that these non-traditional markets may not be what you would think, but they are strong and resilient and love the sport just as much as any traditional market. Yeah, suck it. Suck it, Original Six. Wow. That's all I have to say about that. You said this has gotten you heated. It's gotten me very angry, yeah. It's a, po- it's a very positive story, don't get me wrong, but I love to stick it to the people who are unwilling to change. Because I, I brought that up in the Hockey Podcast Network um, group chat too, and I got shit on because I said it. I was like, listen, Major League Baseball never fucking changes, and they've become irrelevant at this point. Like, And when I say that, we almost never talk Major League Baseball on Sports Talk Radio anymore. That's how irrelevant it is. And the NHL is already, for the most part in the United States, irrelevant compared to some of the other sports. I mentioned in my post, I was like, Major League Soccer is eclipsing the National Hockey League in terms of major pro sports here in the United States. And if the NHL doesn't change and do something different here, they're gonna be they're gonna be irrelevant. And so that's that's if you take away anything from this podcast for nation, it's wear your seatbelt. It is um, be open to change and the original six can go fuck themselves. That's that's what we learned on the show today. Damn. Richie coming. Adam, I'm not sure I, I agree with your stance of a 2014 playoff always, but I do in this situation. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. There, like, it would get rid of some of the competitiveness during the season because it is so tough and so coveted to get into the playoffs. Um, but I, I do see where you're coming from, 100% from it. I um, 100% see where you're coming from, and I do agree, but I do think that the NHL is kind of on the rise. They've been on the right side of some things lately when it comes to trying to be, come, trying to come into the modern times a little bit better. Probably the best way to say it. They've hit a lot of issues, um, from a PR standpoint this season and so they've had to make a lot of changes to a more modern front and I think it's good for the sport I think it's good when anything grows because you have to progress and you know move forward with things because nothing ever stays the same you have to change with times yeah that's a that's a good point um before we go I have I'm going to spring this on you we didn't I wasn't, I don't know if we were going to have time for me to bring this up. And I just completely forgot to bring it up at the beginning of the show, which is I texted you at like midnight last night, like, hey, uh, I'm going to listen to the Black Parade from My Chemical Romance for the first time. So I completed my homework assignment. And I don't know if you saw my tweet 
about it on Friday or not. But um, I, I angered some people. I didn't like it. You angered some people. You didn't like it. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember a lot of that album outside of Black Parade. Thank you. Exactly. It's a very, that's why, that was my big takeaway from it, is that it was supposed to be, oh, this great, great album and the best My Chemical Romance album, etc. And And I listened to it and I was like, I won't remember this album tomorrow outside of like two songs and that's it. Um, I'm trying to see, let's see what all the songs are on this album. Um, okay, so yeah, there's, there's two, there's two on it that I'm like, but outside of that, I don't, um, I don't remember really most of them but i mean i i don't know it it's hard for me because like i liked my my chemical romance but i didn't love my chemical romance if you if i was to choose a singular album that was in um in that genre that was i guess that one's more i don't know we, i've already argued about the fact that i they call that emo and it's that one is emo, but the one I'm about to say, I don't consider to be emo. Um, but if I was to take one that's like an alternative emo, any of that type of genre, I would tell you to listen to Enema of the State. Because that was one that is like my favorite album of all time. And I have listened to it a million times. And I recently got a new car that doesn't take CD players. But um, the CD was in my car for the longest time. So if I was to choose one album for you to listen to, like beginning to end, I would have chosen Enema of the State. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the, the like, track list now. Um, I'll do make that as my homework assignment. I will listen it. I will listen to it. Um, before we meet up again next week for our show, which as far as we know, this show and then next week's show, and then we're going to be done for a while and take a little break. Um, just so you know, Sporting Engine. Um, and I will, I will listen to Enemy of the State and I will give you my opinion about it. We can talk about it on the show. But I'm looking at the, the track list here and I'm already intrigued. I, I've heard uh, some of the uh, aliens exist I like, what's my age again I like, all the small things I like, Adam's song I like, and that immediately already makes it a better album than My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I mean, it's funny too that you mentioned that you like Aliens Exist. Um, aliens Exist is, is one of my like favorite songs on that album. Like it's the goofiest song, um, but it's it's pretty good. I enjoy it. it the, that entire album to me is one that I can listen to all the way through like uh, there's plenty of um Blink-182 songs that I just adore but that one album is like there's not a lot of albums that I will listen to from like front to back and just be so happy that I did that and then want to do it again and this is definitely one of them 
I'll, uh, I'll listen. To, I will do that. I will give it a listen, and we'll reconvene next week to talk about it. Um, before we go, is there anything else you want to talk about? Do you have uh, anything we should mention? I wish I had anything I could mention, but I, I'm uh, a loss for words now. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally in Blink-182 at this moment, so I'm going to leave any other last words to you. Okay. If you come up with anything while I'm doing my out here, please interrupt me. Um, uh, follow the uh, the network at HockeyPodNet, Twitter and Instagram. Um, some new shows have been added to the network, so keep an eye out for those. Um, we are still doing our our giveaway with uh, with CoolHockey.com. Uh, you go to CoolHockey.com slash THPN. That's very important. You do that. And then you enter the promo code THPN, you get 30% off of your jersey. So you can get a brand new jersey for about 170 bucks, which is really, it's, that's a really, really great deal. Um, and then once you do that and you go and find the tweet at HockeyPodNet, we'll retweet it as well on our Twitter account at Corey underscore Richie Show. And you tell them that you bought a jersey and you are entered in the drawing to win a $125 gift card to Cool Hockey, um, and then you can get another jersey with that gift card if you'd like. Um, I don't – I think that's pretty much it. Um, I will – I will. Ahead. There is one last thing I do have to say is thank you to everyone who um, put in their two cents about um, the 24-team playoff bracket that we post out on our social media. Um, it's always great to see and hear what you guys – feel about all this stuff because you know we're we're two talking heads over here and we hear each other but it's nice to hear your guys' side of things so thank you to everyone that gave in um your input about that we actually got so much in that it probably would have taken too long for us to put in everyone's um two cents about it um if you really want to check out any of that stuff um head over to any of our social medias but i just thought i would say a little thanks to the sporting nation on that one yeah, a lot of you liked, number one, liked the format because the Coyotes are getting to the playoffs. And a lot of you also liked the matchup with the Predators. And uh, maybe maybe we can talk about that next week um, if this kind of format that's been talked about is still holding up after a week. We can kind of get into what we think of the matchup with the Predators. Um, but, yeah, I think we got everything in. Follow us on Twitter. Oh, um, Corey may or may not be coming up with a new Twitter handle. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. We'll leave that for next week's show. Um, um, yeah, and then you can follow uh, at our floor is 91, at Corey Nicole with two E's, at Corey underscore Richie Show for Twitter, at Corey Richie Show on Instagram. That's it, I think. Did I get everything in? Yes, right when you put the in front of a social media, the Instagram. It just sounds so official. And the Twitter, too. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, anything else, Corey? Not much. We'll talk to you guys next week. Good night and good hockey, Sporty Nation. <laughs>